This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and it's Friday. I'm Tyler, and the article I'm about to share comes from the Bigger Pockets blog. You can find a wealth of information on the site, or by searching Bigger Pockets in any podcast app. Maybe that's how you found this show. So let's get to it. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet Rent App, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, Rent App uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. Rent App setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say Rent App is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. Rent App, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app/landlord. That's rent.app/landlord. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Opinion. Multifamily isn't dead. The meltdown already happened. Here's why you should still be investing. By G. Brian Davis. Hearing pundits talk about real estate over the last year, you'd think the sky had fallen several times over. Don't get me wrong, the real estate sector has seen its share of challenges over the last year. Home prices in some markets have fallen after years of skyrocketing at unsustainable rates. Rapid interest rate increases left many would-be sellers feeling stuck in their homes, pinching supply, and left some investors with variable rate loans with thin or even negative cash flow. But I still invest in real estate month in and month out, just as I still invest in stocks month in and month out, regardless of the market's latest gyration. Here's why. The meltdown already happened. Trying to time the market is an amateur mistake. I'll get to why shortly, but even if you disagree, consider that right now might actually be the perfect time to buy. Not that I believe such things exist, mind you. 
Paul Moore makes a compelling argument about how Nuru, newbies posing as gurus, syndicators caused the multifamily real estate syndication market to collapse. He argues that inexperienced investors overpaid for properties, overpromised returns, and borrowed variable interest loans, assuming that low rates would last forever. Plenty of that happened, no question. It has forced some distressed owners to sell sooner than planned, perhaps at a loss. That sounds like opportunity to me. When I read Paul's case, I don't see an argument against investing in multifamily. I walk away with a strong reminder of how important due diligence is. Invest with experienced syndicators who have seen several different types of real estate markets. Avoid investing with operators who don't underwrite very, very conservatively. Interest rate risk equals accounted for. By now. We've all had a dash of cold water in the face reminding us that interest rates don't stay near zero forever. Even if spend-happy governments wish they would, multifamily syndicators, at least the savvy ones, factor in interest rate risk in their underwriting. They take steps such as buying interest rate caps or borrowing fixed-rate loans, taking out longer loan terms, and setting aside larger cash reserves. Many aggressively hunt for assumable seller loans or negotiate seller financing. Everyone's been talking about interest rates for over 18 months now. The time to worry about rising interest rates was actually several years ago, when so many operators took out variable interest loans with no rate caps. By now, no one's ignoring the risk anymore. You should be worrying about the things that no one's talking about, not the risks on everyone's minds. And as a final thought, high interest rates aren't all bad for multifamily investors. They boost the cost of homeownership, causing many would-be homebuyers to continue renting longer than they would have otherwise. Last year, over 60% of renters couldn't afford to buy a home in the cities where they live. So they keep renting, driving up demand for rental housing. Fewer deals? Pick your syndicators. As rising interest rates have crunched cash flow, multifamily syndicators have found it harder to find good deals. Many have also found it harder to raise capital, given how some syndications have performed since rates started rising. Underperformance has ranged from discontinuing or delaying distributions, issuing capital calls, or even losses. I've spoken with dozens of syndicators over the past six months, and I hear the same refrain again and again. We're doing fewer deals this year. Raising capital has been harder over the last year. We've tightened our underwriting, we're setting aside larger cash reserves. Two or three years ago, when syndicators were selling for record profits, was actually not a great time to invest. Today, with everyone's mood in kind of a more cautious state after less rosy performances, is actually a better time to invest. Again, if you believe in trying to time the market, which I don't. Timing the market is a fool's game. Imagine a would-be homebuyer in 2019 who said, I'm going to wait until the next housing market correction to buy. First of all, they'd have sat on the sidelines for four years. But even when the correction hit, nationwide home prices are still around 33% higher than pre-pandemic. Don't get clever. Don't get smug. The best market analysts in the country can't consistently predict market movements, whether for stocks or real estate. If they can't do it, you certainly can't. <laughs> Besides, when you try to time the market, your crystal ball needs to be right twice. 
the lowest possible entry point, and the highest possible exit point. You might luck out and get close to that once, but don't expect lightning to strike in your favor twice. And by the time it becomes clear what's going on in the market, the tides have already shifted. Despite the gloomy mood among buyers and sellers, analysts such as the National Association of Realtors now believe the market has entered recovery mode. But by reading the prevailing headlines, you wouldn't think so. What to do instead? Dollar cost averaging. Every week, money transfers automatically from my checking account to my brokerage account. Once there, my robo-advisor invests it automatically to keep my asset allocation where I want it. Known as dollar cost averaging, it involves investing consistently in the same assets on a regular recurring basis. You end up mirroring the market's movements, which may not sound very sexy, but over time you come out ahead of all the clever people out there trying to time the market. It's the main reason why the average investor underperforms the market at large. I use the same strategy with real estate investments. Every month, I invest in a new real estate syndication deal. While ordinarily, that would take 50 to 100K each month, this is the precise reason Spark Rental launched our co-investing club, to pool funds together to invest smaller amounts in more deals. Nor are real estate syndications the only portion. You can invest in real estate crowdfunding platforms, often in increments as small as 10 bucks. For example, I invest small amounts in ground floor loans each month. And of course, if you have enough cash, you could buy a new rental property each month. Final thought? Recession risk isn't all that bad. Often, investors lie awake, biting their fingernails and worrying about what happens if a recession strikes. I don't. If a recession struck tomorrow, the Fed would stop raising interest rates. In fact, they'd quickly start cutting rates, which props up real estate markets. And while home prices do sometimes dip during recessions, rents rarely do. Even in the Great Recession, rents merely flatlined. The fact that rents have dipped in some markets this year speaks more to rents overshooting market fundamentals after the government interventions during the pandemic. Rents remained largely frozen during the eviction moratorium, even as home prices exploded. When the moratorium lifted, renters flush with stimulus money went out and bid up those rents, which caught up with home prices. Like home prices, rents overshot the mark in some markets and are now correcting. While falling rents aren't a serious threat to most real estate investors during recessions, that doesn't mean recessions pose no risks at all. Vacancy rates often rise during recessions, as do rent defaults. That still eats into your rental cash flow, even as rents hold steady. By the time all the pundits start talking about a trend, it's already well underway. All the absurdly high returns that syndicators were earning in 2020 through 2022 generated a ton of buzz, and investors flocked to syndications. They made it a not-so-ideal time to invest as some syndicators and investors found out the hard way. But you wouldn't have guessed that from the mood at the time. Forget trying to time the market. Just invest slowly and steadily and accept that occasionally the market will turn against you. Over the long term, you'll come out far ahead of all the clever market timers. And with that... Let's wrap the week with a little Friday fun pop quiz, shall we? Mm, we shall. 
Do you know the fastest way to find the best funding for your strategy? Here's a hint. Bigger Pockets has made it easier than ever. With Lender Finder, you can quickly find and compare investor-friendly lenders who specialize in your strategy in two minutes or less. Visit biggerpockets.com slash findmylender to find an investor-friendly lender for free. That's biggerpockets.com slash findmylender. Thanks for listening to this show and enjoy your weekend. Me? I'll be right back here tomorrow. Can't remember the last time I took a day off.